Welcome back to the Jordan Syatt Mini Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. In this episode, I had the pleasure of speaking with Inner Circle member Taylor. And I don't want to waste your time with an intro because the conversation with her was incredible. And I just want to get right to it. But briefly, Taylor has had unbelievable progress. She's lost over 20 pounds. She's doing it in a very sustainable, healthy way. And I wanted to talk to her, talk with her to see how she's been able to do it. So hopefully you can learn from her and implement what she has done into your own life. So I hope you enjoy it. Have a wonderful day. Let's get into it. All right, Taylor, we're live. We can hear each other now, right? Yes. Thank there you goodness. Go. That was sometimes that happens. Sometimes you got to restart your Skype and get everything set up. So we're good. A little technical difficulty, <laughs> but I'm super glad to be talking to you. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm really, really excited to chat with you. I saw your post in the inner circle. I freaked out. I was like, oh my God, oh my God, I got an email or like your, your progress just blew me away. So I wanted to get on the phone and talk to you, get to know you better. And uh, number one, get to know you better. Number two, just hear about your story like what's like growing up what was your life like in terms of like your fitness journey growing up and then what happened later in life and what's going on now I sort of just want to hear your story and get to know you better sweet sounds good so so start from the beginning start from birth we'll start from day one wow okay <laughs> I came running out of my mom's room no <laughs> um so I was born in a small town called Maple Valley, Washington. It's like 45 okay. minutes southeast of Seattle. Um, and I have a twin sister. So I grew up that way. I lived in Washington until I was 18. And growing up, I started playing soccer when I was like five years old. Um, okay. What position so did you play in soccer? I played center mid. Nice. Yeah. So, so I was running. running a lot. Yeah, I was running a lot. And so I was always very lean, very fit. Um, and then luckily when I was 16, I got an offer to play Division One soccer. Um, and that's actually how I moved to California. So I got a scholarship. Got I came here. Then my life was like, pfft, like down the toilet. So <laughs> I, I mean. Well, what do you mean? What happened? That's a great question. Um, so I was running like probably eight miles a day playing soccer. I was lifting weights. I was trying to get stronger as a center mid. I mean, I'm not very tall, so I'm only like 5'4". Um, and so to win the ball in the air, like with your head, you have to be very strong to shoulder someone off and win the ball. Um, and so I was lifting weights. I was trying to get stronger and all these things. Um, and so then when I showed up, in California to play college soccer, um, just didn't work out for me. Like I was very good all the way through high school and club soccer and all these things, good enough to get a scholarship. And then just all of a sudden my confidence just went so down and I didn't believe in myself anymore. And because I had never been really checked through being 18. And then once I was 18 years old, I really got checked. Like, are you as good as you are? And I was like, is it coming from a small town? Like, you know, <laughs> I was there, but now I'm a small fish in a big pond, all of these things. And then all of a sudden I became, or was I a big fish in a small pond? And then yep. all of a sudden I became a small fish in a big pond, division yeah. one. Makes total um, sense. Yeah. And so then, um, yeah, I didn't really play. Luckily, when I was in high school, starting at 16, instead of going to high school, I went to community college called Running okay. Start. Um, 
And so when I graduated from high school at 18, I also had my AA degree. And so I only had two years of college left. So I knew I had two years, potentially four years of college soccer, like NCAA eligibility left to play. So I was like, well, if I like it, I'll play four years. If I hate it, I'll play two years. (laughs) Um, Long story short, I hated it. I never played. I lost my confidence. I had shin splints that developed into compartment syndrome. Got it. That's uh, lasted, yeah, lasted 11 months. And it was to where I would wake up in the morning and my calves would just pulsate. Uh, I couldn't walk hardly. Like throbbing. Throbbing pain. Absolute, just the worst pain I've ever been in my life. Um, but I, I just, I couldn't understand it at the time because it's like, I, I ran so much before. Like it just, I don't know. So I hardly played in college. So that just ruined my mental health completely. I just, it was like a new me. Like I almost like I was reborn. Yeah. Um, And so then I was like, okay, two years it is, not four. (laughs) 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 And so I graduated from college when I was 20 and I was like, oh, I want to be a lawyer. I, I learned that when I was 18 that I wanted to be a lawyer. And so then I took a gap year because I was like, oh, I'm a little bit too young to start law school. I want to work in the legal field and all those things before make sure I actually want to go to law school before entering. So I did that. And in that time, I started to really work on my mental health. I was working for a lawyer, a solo practitioner in California. I decided to stay because I hate the rain in Washington and things like Amen. that. I love the sun. <laughs> I love the sun. And so I, I started to work on my mental health again. And so I was like, oh, I, I still had shin splints from college soccer. Like for two years after getting Jeez. out, I still had shin splints. It was so painful. And they, they were like, well, we can do surgery or you can just kind of like stop running altogether and see if it gets better. Um, so I decided just not to get surgery. I couldn't be out, you know, for that long. Um, and my mental health got better. And then my weight started to go down because when I was in college soccer, I didn't understand what calories were. I didn't understand all that. And so when I was playing college soccer, they were like, Oh, eat a ton because we just trained for two hours. So I was like, sweet buffet (laughs) style, rice, chicken, all the good stuff, like cookies like for dessert. Cause there was like an athlete. Yeah. Yeah. And there was a dining hall specifically for athletes. Got it. Buffet style. Whereas the regular dining hall was not buffet. And so after practice, we'd just go load up, you know, (laughs) but because like I, I wasn't playing in games. I was only playing in practice. Like I just started, I probably gained like 10 pounds, even playing college soccer. I'm like the freshman 15, you know, like I probably would have like the freshman 30 if I wasn't playing as much as I was in practice. Yep. Um, and so then I started to scale back and go, go down in that gap year, as they call it between law Mm -hmm. school and college. Um, but then when I hit law school, <laughs> new stresses, like so much more rigorous coursework, like my weight just skyrocketed again. Um, and I had less time to work out, all right. those things. And you still and, had shin splints, right? Yes. In the first part of law school, I still did. It's only like five months ago that my shin splints have gone away. Wow. Partially. But I rested so much in that time because running was my relief, my stress relaxer essentially and I couldn't do it at all so it was I lost that stress relief and 
I could, I didn't know how to cope with it. And so I was still continuing that same eating I had developed during college minus running and lifting consistently. Um, and I still didn't know what calories were, (laughs) you know, Did, did you have like a team nutritionist or anything? We did. And I actually did talk to the team nutritionist because, um, because I was in the second half of my college, like junior and senior year, yep. um, I was drinking so much coffee, but okay. not in a healthy way. I was drinking like 24 ounce white mochas three times a day. Got it. Didn't okay. know what calories were, <laughs> didn't know what sugar was. And so I, I talked to the team nutritionist and I was like, I don't know what's happening. I mean, I'm drinking three, I'm drinking like 72 ounces of white mocha a day. What the hell was happening? You know what I mean? And so then she talked to me about protein and all these things, but it still didn't just click. You know what yep. I mean? And then yep. I got out of it. Um, and so it just, once I started law school, I was at an okay weight. And then the new stresses, no guidance, um, less time to work out, all those things. Because in some, at some points in my life, the amount I was working out was enough to compensate. Yep. But then as soon as studying law school, it wasn't enough because yes. I lost all of that. And then I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm gaining so much weight. And I was like, does anyone else see it or is it just me? I didn't know because I've always had bad body image issues, you know, comparing myself to other soccer players and all these things like oh, my thighs are so much bigger than everyone else's, even though it wasn't. I was a twig, you know what I mean? <laughs> yep. And so. My journey really started in February of 2019, February 9th. I remember the day. I love that you know the day. (laughs) It's a day after my birthday. My birthday's February 8th. I was at my law school prom because the first year of law school is like notoriously the hardest year. And so um, halfway through the first year at my law school prom, this guy came up to me who had known me during undergrad. And had seen my body while I was playing soccer, Uh-oh. which had changed during law school. And he said, oh, hey, Taylor, it looks like you've been eating good in the neighborhood. Shut up. No. And I, and it wasn't a group. It wasn't just the two of us. And, you know, it's the first time I had really gotten ready, wore a dress. You know, I've been grinding so hard for law school. Oh, my God. And I was like, um, did I hear you wrong? excuse me he's like it looks like you've been eating good in the neighborhood he repeated himself (laughs) and I looked at my fiance I was like did I hear that right or like what is happening and so it just and so at that moment it confirmed for me that everyone else had seen the weight gain aside from me it wasn't just in my head anymore and I say my journey started then, but I gained weight from that point on because I was, I just didn't believe in myself anymore. It hurt me that people could see that I had gained weight aside from just my own head. Um, and I was crying, you know, that should be the most fun of law school, right? The law school problem. So I was crying and people were coming up to me because all these people heard it. Right. And my fiance goes, Oh, remember you wrote in your diary that I make you feel beautiful? Just remember that. I'm like, you read my diary? <laughs> <laughs> so that 
cheered me up, and I'm like, oh, so much new information coming right now. Oh, my God. Is he like, oh, shit. He's like, you feel beautiful because of me. Remember? I was like, (laughs) so, you know, it ruined the whole night. My whole friend group that I came with left because they saw I was crying. My fiance almost beat the shit out of that guy. I was going to ask him to punch him in the face. He was really close. The security guard had to like separate them. It was terrible. It was terrible. And so from February until January, when I joined the inner circle, January 2020, I it just went downhill because I was like, well, beyond just me sees it now, other people see it. Um, and I'm like, wow, I clearly look a lot bigger than I did when I was an undergrad a year ago. So I was like, I need I need to like figure this out because. I got engaged in January of 2019. Got it. Like, I want to feel very confident, all these things. Um, And so, yeah, I joined the inner circle in January 2020. It was the best decision of my whole life. So far. Super happy. (laughs) Yeah. So, so, so what happened? Number one is what happened? Like, what sparked you to join the inner circle? Like, was there like a a moment? Like, what happened that you're like, all right, I'm going to do this? So, ever since that February when he said that to me I was like okay I need to get my shit together I need to focus on this and so I started I was working out but I still just didn't understand what calories were I started following you years ago because my friend Ashley was like oh look at this guy he's so great on Instagram and I was like is he wanting to do it the hard way because (laughs) so I started following you a long time ago and you would post periodically about the inner circle and all these things. I was like, he sounds like he knows what he's talking about. So I decided to join the inner circle because from February until December, I just steadily gained weight, even though I was actively trying to lose weight. I mean, Got I it. yo-yo dieted like crazy. I Tell did me about keto. That. What, what did you do? Oh my gosh! So <laughs> I did. You're so exasperated. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm so glad I'm bad at that. I yo-yo dieted to the extreme. Like I did keto probably three times. Um, three I times did, between February and December. Yeah, because Got I couldn't it. stick with it. I really couldn't. Um, and of course that experience like hurt my fiance because he's like he could see how hurt I was, and so then he tried to do it with me and all these things. But um, so I tried keto. I tried like very extreme intermittent fasting where I only ate between like one and six. Yep. Um, and then what else did I do? Mainly keto, mainly keto. Cause I just still didn't understand what a calorie was. Um, and so I what, was, what would happen weight. when you did keto? Like, would you, would you lose weight really, really fast? And then like, what would happen when you did keto? Yeah. So exactly. Like I would lose like five pounds and like, Oh my God, I haven't lost five pounds in forever. But then the weekend would hit cause I'd be very strict Monday to Friday. Right. Yeah. During my like classes and all those things. And like, and it, it ruined my mental energy. I'm surprised like I was able to perform as well as I did because doing keto ruined my mental energy. I was dead during the weekend on the weekend. I was like, Oh, I can, I can relax. I'll have a cheat meal. And then a cheat meal with carbs turned into the weekend. And then I gained everything back and it was just, you know, it leveled me right. Like I had never done it. Yep. This is just not right because I didn't understand calories still. Um, so yeah, that was probably three times. My friends in law school can tell you how I was like suffering at lunchtime just eating keto meals. This is terrible. <laughs> what was your go-to <laughs> keto meal? Like, what was the main thing that you would eat? 
So I found this recipe online. It was like a keto chicken chili. It was okay. basically like water, seasoned water with chicken in it, essentially. <laughs> yeah. It's good for keto, but you can't eat it for every meal. You know what right. I mean? Right. Yeah. Then on the weekend, I'm like, nachos, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Do it. So that was hard. But then, you know, January, hey, I feel like my life restarted in January of 2020, which is nice because everyone's like, 2020 is the worst year. I'm like, I'm loving it so far. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and so then I joined and I was like, okay, this is how many calories I need to eat, but I can also eat things that I enjoy so that I don't just go binge on weekends, mm-hmm. which has worked out. I mean, I'm not perfect by any means. Like I've, I, I think I've ranged between like 72% and 86% consistent over the last, since That's January. That's and I've had. Yeah. So I've had good progress. I'm like, cause I always thought like, oh, you have to be so strict, so consistent consistent to have results but I've literally never been able to lose this much weight in my entire life you, since you I've lost been over, over 20 pounds right yeah yeah crazy insane, right and I was like at points I'm like it's taking too long all of these things but it's like now that I've stuck with it and just trusted the process so cliche but it's true trusted the process I was like does this guy actually know what he's talking about because I hope he does <laughs> calorie calculator i don't know because i did the unicorn strong challenge yep not the workouts part but the nutrition okay um and so i've just consistently followed that since then just the same calories and things like that and it's just worked out so well i mean now my wedding's coming up because i chose to go for like more of a form-fitting dress which isn't necessarily me for my wedding Yep. And I was like, will I ever feel confident in this? I don't know. But now, like, I've tried on my dress. I'm like, I could get married today, and I feel extremely confident in my dress. That makes me so, so happy. Girl, That's incredible. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> when, when is your wedding? So, originally, it was set for October 9, 2020. But then with COVID and all those things, like, we delayed the big wedding until next August of 2021. But we're still right. eloping in October. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So so you did the Unicorn Strong Challenge nutrition. And yes. h- how was that for you? Like, was that difficult? Was it easy? Like, how how'd you feel on that? Yeah, so it was definitely a learning curve um, with the high and low days, because I was good for the low days. And sometimes the high days, I would in my head, I'm like, Oh, these are high days, like they can eat fun, more fun stuff. I was yep. still eating fun stuff during the low days. For me, I realized a consistent deficit just looks better. Mm-hmm. So I just stay at the same calories Smart. every single day. Because, so it, it was a learning curve. So in the first couple months from January to March, I didn't lose as much as I've lost since March. Um, so it, it really is a learning curve. I love that. And I, I think one of my favorite parts about this whole thing is you said you were between 72 to 86% consistent, right? Approximately, yeah. So even though there are like, because I think most people, whenever they start trying to lose weight, they're like, they need to be a hundred percent. They like, they need to work out seven days. They need to be perfect. But even with 72 to 86, which I love how like clear you are on that, like how like literally so Boy, precise, yeah. even with that, you've lost over 20 pounds. You've made such yeah. incredible progress. I love yeah. that. That's amazing. Yeah. I'm really excited about it. And I'm still not at my goal weight. I'm like, well, I still have time till October and all these things. And like you said, it's slower than I wanted it to be, but it's like, I would do the whole process over again at this same rate, just to feel as confident as I feel now, 
you know yep. what I mean? Absolutely. You know, and you know, it's funny. There are people who do rapid fat loss protocols and, and they do them well, they do them properly. And even when they're losing insane amounts of weight very quickly, it's still not fast enough, right? It's like, right. It, we right. always wish it would be faster, always. Yeah. So yeah. just as long as we know that ahead of time, that we're always going to want it to be faster, then you can sort of prepare for it ahead of time. Right. Uh, I'm just, I'm blown away with, with your mentality and your persistence. Uh, what did you do or what have you done workout wise? Um, so I started orange theory and I love that. I like style workouts with some like weightlifting and things like that. Um, because that kind of replicated like soccer training, which is what I've always been passionate about. Um, and having to rebuild that passion since having such a traumatic experience during college was hard for me. I started playing soccer more again after my gym was kind of subsided, things like that. Um, so yeah, I think that's pretty much that. I've done some of your workouts and then I did some of your body weight workouts over quarantine, but then yep. the like Bulgarian split squats were just like wrecking me. And I was like, this is so much. <laughs> these are so many of these. Those are awful. Those are really, <laughs> really awful. awful. Yeah. You know, one thing that that you spoke about that most people don't talk about that I, I was really glad you brought up and I wanted to to go back to it is you spoke about your mental health. And and you spoke about how like going from being arguably the best player in your town to then going to division one and then get like having that check for the first time, like, okay, there are a lot of really good players. And then you spoke a lot about losing confidence in yourself. Like you didn't have as much confidence in yourself as before. How do you feel like you've been able to build that confidence back up? It's like you talk about with the motivation loop. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> because like, with the action, because so like, I guess going back a little further. So, you know, I, I had to take it beyond just me because I knew I wanted to do this for myself, to lose weight for myself, to be more healthy with more healthy for myself and all of these things with mental health and all those other things. I was like, I don't want to project this mental health on my future children. down the road five to ten years and I think when I had that shift that's when I started to really be consistent because it's like you know with in my family growing up like my mom was always trying to actively lose weight and I'd hear her say things like oh I'm trying this new diet and this new diet and I think that just perpetuated my mindset it's funny when I was like seven years old even though you're a kid I remember writing my mom a letter and not saying it to her directly, saying, I want to lose weight, what can I do? And I slipped it under her door while she was in the shower. And I'll never forget this. And I remember she felt sad and was like, well, she showed me exercises like on a step up thing and like that. And it's like, I never want my children, my future children to feel like they have to compare their body to someone else to feel like certain foods are bad or good to ever feel like I can't wear shorts because I'm not comfortable with my body. Like I want them to live a happy life. So once I decided that I never want my future children to feel how I feel mentally, that's when I became more consistent. So when it became bigger than myself, that's when I was really able to stick to my consistency. I love that. That makes me super happy. That's, that's great. And that's a a great perspective to have. Um, 
do you still struggle with anything? Is there anything that you struggle with like today? (laughs) I mean, consistency is still hard. I think, um, because I've hit like a happy weight for me, like I could be happy at this weight going forward. I mean, I talk to my friend Ashley about it all the time. It's like, well, I'm happy here, but like, I want more. Mm-hmm. But because some, for some reason, now that I've hit a happy weight, I'm like, well, now I'm good. And so maybe I can slip up a little bit, but it's yep. like, no, I'm still not at my goal. I still want more. And so it's kind of in that in-between period where I'm like, oh, I'm happy at this weight, even though it's on my goal weight. Yep. Um, I could be happy here and stay here, but I, I want more for myself. So it's kind of in that in-between period maybe slipping up and being a little bit less consistent there, even though I've mastered as much as you can master consistency, even though I'm like, I want more. That's yeah. the only thing. Yeah. You know, it, it's interesting. I think you'll appreciate this because you come from an athlete's background. There's something about being an athlete and having competitions that drives you to work unbelievably hard, right? Where it's just like once athletics and and planned competition is over it's almost it's very difficult to find that motivation again that you had as as, when you were younger when you were competing and this is something that I've always found very interesting with fitness whereas like when when you have something that's planned that like whether it's a competition or a day on you you're going to test your maxes or or maybe if you want to talk about figure competitors they have a day where they're going to step on stage the motivation is is higher than ever because you have something to shoot for so this is something I've tried to take into consideration as a coach in terms of there comes a point or hopefully there comes a point which you've hit, you know it now, you know the quote unquote secret, you know what you need to do. It's right. no longer a mystery. Like if you want to lose weight, you know what you need to do. And uh, if you ever start to gain weight more than you want, then you know exactly how to resolve the issue. So mm-hmm. now that that's gone, a lot of times motivation will be like, oh, well, I can slip up here. I can slip up there. So I've always found that having a date like that, that a date to shoot for is a really good way just to keep yourself motivated. It doesn't mean that it has yes. to be. A, I think the important thing to note with that is it's not a date by which you'll be happy. It's a date by which you can try to be very consistent. I think that's really the distinguishing factor, right? It's not a date by which, okay, on this date, I'll all of a sudden love myself. It's a date by which I would like to be at least 80% consistent between now and then. And oftentimes Mm -hmm. just having that date to look back on can help a lot. Yeah. And you did a podcast a few months ago with someone who was also getting ready for their wedding, which to me was like, oh, I got to listen to this podcast. It's like, I have a wedding coming up. And you're like, well, sometimes having a date for where you want to weigh a certain amount can be detrimental because this is a lifestyle, all those things. So I was like, oh my gosh, I, cause this was in March or something. Like that. I was like, I still won't feel good. I have a date. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I need to feel good by this date. So I totally understand what you're saying. And it's like, by this date, maybe it's not a certain weight, but it's a certain consistency leading up yes. to it to where by that date, you can feel good because it's not all about the number and all those things. Because at the number I'm at now, I was like, well, this won't feel good enough for me to wear my dress. But it's so much more than just the number and all those things. It's how you actually feel. Now I feel great. I could be this number. I could be this number. Still wear my dress and feel amazing. So I think the... And 
you're right about the consistency by this date. I want to be consistent because to me it hit March and I still wasn't perfectly consistent with the 80% that you recommend. Cause like by March, I do want to be 80% consistent because in the first few months where you're trying it out, to me, at least it was hard to be 80% consistent because you're learning how the process goes. You're learning how to track, you're learning what foods you can feel satiated from and all of those things. And so I think you have to give yourself a little bit of leeway in the first couple months to be able to hit the 80% consistency. Uh, I couldn't agree more. And, and I think for me, coming from an athletic background, but also from a coaching background, I very much understand the importance of competition, whether yeah. it's competition against others or competition against yourself. And this whole fitness thing, fitness journey, fitness, whatever it is, it's a competition with yourself. That's yeah. all it is. Like, it doesn't matter what other people think about you if you don't like yourself, right? Yeah, it's like, it's, it's how to how to compete with yourself. And I think there are, people have varying levels of competitiveness. Some people are way too competitive in literally everything. You go to play a pickup game and they're just <laughs> way overly aggressive. It's like, relax, <laughs> we're just at a barbecue. And then other people are way less competitive. I think that can, almost, that can be a huge disadvantage sometimes. So yeah. I think figuring out ways to find and create competition within yourself for yourself is one of the best ways to create more consistency. So I, I think if, and this is something that that I struggle with too, like once, I think anytime someone figures out the secret and it's no longer a mystery anymore, it's easy to be like, all right, yeah, yeah, I get it. Yeah. But when you're, when you're in pursuit of the secret, you're just, all right, what is it? I need to find it. I need to find it. But once you get it, it's easy to sort of be like, all right, slip up a little bit more. So yeah. I, I really want to say I'm I'm beyond impressed with you, like really beyond impressed with you. Everything you said, everything that you've done, you're very articulate, very, very intelligent, very well-spoken. Like I'm just beyond impressed and super happy for you. And I can't wait to see how the rest of your progress goes. Thank you so much. Yeah. Like now that I've been consistently 80% consistent, I'm like, can there be a month where I'm a hundred percent consistent? Yeah. Which I thought was going to be June, but it wasn't close, but no, <laughs> maybe July. I don't know. But yeah, well, that brings up a great discussion. That brings up a really good discussion. If you have a couple minutes to talk about it, I like, For sure. I think if, uh, if someone was telling me like, Hey, I'm going to step on stage and I'm going to be, uh, you know, I, I'm literally trying to be one of the best in the world for a physique competition. I'd say, yeah, 100% consistency would make sense. For 99% of people, I would tend to argue that 100% consistency is probably more detrimental than 90% consistency. And, and the reason that I would say that is solely from the longer term perspective. So you could be 100% consistent for all of July, but what would that mean for August? Right. Does that make yeah, sense? Like, would, yeah. would being 100% consistent in July cause you to be so rigid during that one month that you almost end up binging the next month? And, and it's not, there's no definitive yes or no here. It's just yeah. self-awareness you have to ask yourself. So for yeah. me, I've always, I've always thought one of the best ways to look at strength training program design is your workout program is only as good as the one that came before it and the one that comes after it. It's not just any individual month. And that's when you when you start talking to coaches and how they design programs, you can tell if they know what they're talking about based on how they're looking at globally their, their periodization. If they're just only looking at one day or one week or one month at a time, 
they're not planning the process. Same thing with nutrition. If you're only looking to be 100% consistent, you have to look at how is that going to affect you in a month, three months, six months, a year. And that's how you can really start to build that long-term consistency, long-term health, long-term happiness. So Mm -hmm. I would say figure out is it worth it for you to be 100% consistent or will the results from being 80 to 90% consistent be amazing and allow you to enjoy yourself? Right, because I've always found 100% consistency tends to mean that I don't enjoy myself as much, which means I usually am less consistent the following month. Yeah, that's a great point. I think I never thought about that because I've never hit 100% consistency yet, but it's like maybe hitting 100% consistency would mean by August 1st, I'm like, well, now I can be 50% consistent. Yeah. So I love that. I love that. So that's perfect. I, I have to ask just one more thing. If there's anything, any advice that you would give to someone listening, maybe someone who's struggling with their own self-confidence, their own belief in themselves, uh, struggling with maybe they don't know where or how to start, what, would, what advice would you give to either someone else or maybe to yourself when you were at your most difficult time? Yeah, I think, like I said before, with the motivation loop, like just keep going because when you when you hit a new low or something like that, you see a drop in the scale or something like that, it, it perpetuates the motivation and how motivated you feel. But I think as long as you just stick with it and remember that you're doing it for more than just yourself, you're doing it for your children or your future children or your spouse to live a healthy lifestyle because necessarily when you're living a healthy lifestyle and choosing you know whole foods and things like that, the people around you are doing the same and everyone is motivated by what they see and experience. And so like my fiance has not, not even tried to lose weight. He's lost like 10 pounds just because I'm making like healthy meals. You know what I mean? And so I think for me, at least leading by example was what like furthered me in my journey. And so remember that, cause it can be easy to give up on yourself, but it's a lot harder to give up on your children, your future children, your spouse, your family, your friends. And so I would say, just keep going. Trust the process. <laughs> I love that. I love it. Taylor, thank you so much. This has been a blessing. I'm I'm thank super you. happy and glad that you came on t- and spoke with me. Uh, please keep me updated with your progress, okay? Okay, sounds great. Have an amazing day, Taylor. You too. <laughs> Bye. Bye. That wraps it up for this episode of the Jordan Syatt Mini Podcast. Taylor, thank you so much for coming on, and thank you to everyone for listening. I hope you enjoyed it, and if you did, please leave a five-star review on iTunes. They help a lot. And if you want to join the Inner Circle, I would love to have you. You can go to www.sfinnercircle.com and join today.